The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani bringing you The Rudy Giuliani Show. And thank you very much for joining us from all over America and around the world, I hope. And I am in uh, beautiful Palm Beach, Florida today and doing the show from here. We have an event called Walk Away Tomorrow Night, which is an event for all those people who have come to their senses and have left the Democrat Party and have become Republicans, like I did back in 1970-something, when uh, I was driven out by Democrat corruption in New York City, the Model Cities Administration, a case that I prosecuted as a young man. Uh, many, many people in the uh, city administration taking the money that was intended for the poor. You know, if the money that was intended for the poor ever got there since Roosevelt, there wouldn't be any poor. And, it, and there wouldn't be as many rich uh, politicians. But uh, a lot of that money gets to... Uh, people wonder, how was he in politics all his life, 30 years, and never made more than 100000 120000 And he's worth $27 million. Are you really asking me? I would say, are you really asking me? Let's try a little exercise of your brain here. How do you think he made it? And uh, and he happens to guy the guy probably happens to represent a district that's poor, where lots of programs come in, and you can kick back and take and put the family on, or you, you can you can um, make sure that uh, money is held for you. Oh gosh, oh my! They do every trick imaginable, which is what is ruining to a large extent America, because the Democrat Party is made up of pe- people who are ideologically communist. It's made up of people, many, many people, who either legitimately or have been brainwashed into hating America. And then it's made up of a lot of opportunists. And uh, since Clinton, the level of uh, corruption in the Democrat Party has become significant. When I was the United States attorney investigating political corruption, I would say there was a fairly equal amount in both parties. Uh, and nothing, I'm not talking about the Demo- Republican Party has become more saintly. The Democratic Party has become awful. That's what's really happened. And I think it's at the top. I think it rotted at the top uh, with what I call the golden circle. You know, the people who can commit any crimes uh, and nothing happens to them. Clinton, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the Bidens, uh, Obama, you name it. I mean, the press will just, you know, let them do anything they want. It's good to see that the crime family finally got a subpoena. So uh, I think the first one is for, I think the first one is James Biden for December 7. Now, it could be interesting how they question him because he's the, I think he's the original bag man, you know, going back to when they were uh, cheap little trailer trash crooks, you know, and taking anything they could get, any, any, any little crumbs they could eke out for extortion or bribes or whatever. Uh, a very strange thing, but dumb Joe actually ad- almost admits it uh, when he's a young senator. And he talks about how corruption is in politics and almost says, you know, I, I would have uh, been corrupt to get money if I hadn't gotten so much money. Well, I mean, these are the stupid things the man has said all his life, you know. Uh, and then when, you, when we found out about his history of plagiarism, we should have figured out he's a thoroughgoing crook. A man who can plagiarize like that has got to be a thoroughly dishonest, dishonorable man. As the press concluded in 1988, and uh, many of them uh, 
conclude he was finished in politics. Oh, my goodness, can you imagine all the people would be alive today if that had happened? Wow. Well, he wasn't finished in politics, and he wasn't finished taking money. As his son says, and it'll be really interesting when he's probed on this, as his son says in uh, December of 2018, or, or I guess text, right, to his daughter, I've been giving Pop for 30 years a 50% of my salary. Maybe you won't have to do the same. Doesn't it tell you everything? Of course it does. You, you don't hear that very much. It's, it's buried in a post article today. Should have been the front, should have been on the front page of every newspaper. When a son of a president says, I've been giving 30% of my salary to my father every year, he says it to his daughter. And you have all this money hanging around, and there's always a question of what happened to it. And then you have the, the son getting money, not for him, but because of his father. Nobody would give him that kind of money. I mean, it, it ties the whole thing together. Like the way I used to tie things together and put away crooked politicians. That could have been done years ago, before he ruined our country. But maybe we're going to get a chance to straighten it out. I, I wish we, 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 I wish, I, I really wish, and there's no reason why this couldn't have been done. Uh, the other day, uh, this pathetic White House announced some kind of a, of a uh, anti-Islamophobia conference or group or effort or... Well, look, anything you can do to eliminate prejudice of any and all kinds, I'm in favor of. Uh, remember uh, that right in the evening of September 11, I established a task force to protect... Arab and, and Muslim New Yorkers, and after four weeks, didn't need one because there weren't the kind of incidents that Joe Biden lies about now. Why a president of the United States would go out of his way to attack his own country with lies has got to be some form of evil. That the whole thing about how you know America had a terrible uh, situation of Islamophobia—it didn't. Uh, uh, in fact, it's, uh, to such an extent that it's kind of a remarkable uh, credit to the decency of Americans. I, after four weeks of having a, a task force and warning people not to do anything, uh, I really didn't have any incidents. And I was very proud to be able to uh, fold the tent up and announce it and say, I'm very proud of, of my New Yorkers. Where, where they could have been easily uh, lost their tempers and emotions and with, all three, with almost 3,000 people being killed in the name of Allah, right? I mean, Allah Akbar, kill him. Allah Akbar, kill him. Uh, the only, only person who avoided that uh, to such an extent that it is enormously suspicious is, is Biden, who would never let you say Islamic extremist uh, uh, terrorists. And you obviously can't face and fight and defeat your enemy if you, if you don't identify them properly. He was constantly refusing to identify them. Now, he not only refuses to identify them, he gives money to them. Huge amounts of money. And you guys voted for him. Uh, the, the level of anti-Semitism makes Islamophobia almost look non-existent. I mean, statistics don't even tell you the the, the 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 whole thing. I mean, you look at the demonstrations where we got a bunch of Jews out demonstrating against Muslims. We got a bunch of Jews out demonstrating against Palestine. No, no, we got a bunch of people out demonstrating against the Jewish state. 
We've got a bunch of people out actually advocating for the mass destruction of the Jewish state. We have a lot of people out supporting an organization called Hamas where it is part of their charter, like our constitution, to destroy the Jewish people. Kind of reminds you of Hitler. And they're out there supporting it. And we'll just use numbers, okay? I, I always use numbers in analyzing crime correctly, so I wasn't driven by my emotions. It turned out to be pretty darn successful for the city, huh? The CompStat program, which I created with Jack Maple. The um, So uh, this month, let's just look at this month, okay? There were 62, uh, hey, oh, last month, there were 62 hate crimes against Jews, and there were eight against people who were Muslim. Um, 60% of the hate crimes in America over the year have been against Jewish people, going up, by the way. That's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's an ascending curve. And the, uh, Jewish people make up only 2.4% of the population. The number of Islamic uh, hate crimes is a couple of percent. And what do we have? We have a big conference and a big group and a big task force and millions of dollars spent on Islamophobia when anti-Semitism is taking place, you know, 100 to 1. They're not anti-Semitic, the people who made that decision. They're not anti-Jewish. I don't know. When you combine that with the fact that Biden sends $6 billion to a, to a country dedicated to the destruction of the Jewish state, that's not anti-Semitic. What do you got to do to be anti-Semitic if you're a Democrat? And what has to happen for, for, for my, my, my wonderful Jewish friends to realize you're hurting yourself? with this Democrat Party. It's a sad, sad situation. They are an anti-Semitic party, either uh, actively or too afraid to do anything about it. I mean, uh, they would never would have uh, condemned, only, what, only a handful of them voted for condemning Rashid, Tlaib Rashid, with all the Republicans that did it. And the Democratic Party has been turned into an anti-Semitic party, an anti-Israel party. They either are or they keep their mouths shut about it because they're afraid to uh, criticize the squad. And they drive a lot of the percentages. And when you see the percentages of Republicans and Democrats on the issue of Israel, uh, or as I say, Republicans and Independents who are lined up very much in favor of Israel without the anti-Semitic feelings, and then you go look at Democrats and they're split, you got a da- dangerous thing going on within the Democrat Party, which is not unusual uh, given its history as the party of slavery. Uh, and the party of segregation. That's a little more recent, huh? And a party where that tradition is passed down to the man sitting in the White House, who eulogized one of the, uh, I've forgotten if he was the Cyclops or the something or other of the Klan. Uh, that means he, he, he was part of a group that, um, that uh, would hang black people. Also, I, I get a little personal about this. The second largest group that they hung were Italian-Americans. H- hard to believe, but true. Uh, they have, they have a su- I'm not sure they have a suspect in the unbelievably horrible m- murder that took place in Los Angeles uh, 
of of a man who was just holding a sign. He was just holding a sign uh, that basically said he was pro-Israel, and it was during a, a, a pro-Hamas rally. I mean, you want to protest a pro-Hamas rally. I don't know what the hell we have rallies for terrorist groups. To, I never, it would be like having a, a pro-Taliban rally. You know, it's, it, it's, um, if it weren't so sick and dangerous, it would be crazy. Well, it is crazy. But it gives you an idea of how far off we are as a society. So Paul Kessler, of course, was murdered for no reason other than being Jewish uh, last Sunday at a a rally in uh, Thousand Oaks, California. So now they're questioning a man named, uh, the first name I've never heard before, Loa Al-Naji. He's 50. He's a college professor at Moore Park College, which I've never heard of. And uh, and according to what's been revealed so far, he had at least one a very pro-Hamas video uh, on his Instagram feed, which I, I assume has since been removed. And he's a, he's a professor of computer science at Moore Park College. And I'll, I'll give you a couple little details about him when we come back. And then we will move on and we'll have Dr. Maria with us. We'll be back very shortly. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani, back with you with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And again, thank you for joining us. Uh, These seem like days that are cram-packed with not just news, but tragic things and things that are going wrong and you know, when when you have bad leadership, it just all goes wrong, and that's what's going on. We America, which is the leader of the world and should be, when we have a when we have a failure of leadership, the whole world has a failure of leadership, and when there's a failure of leadership, there's a vacuum, and usually the people that fill that vacuum are the evil people, and you got China just hanging around, not only telling you, uh, uh, not only trying to fill the vacuum, but telling you it wants to. I mean, this is, I mean they, they lay it out like Hitler laid it out. And, of course, uh, all Biden does is do what they want. Now, there is a problem with Biden in China, and you know what it is. Well, I was going to give you one or two, one, one, one or two facts that make this Al-Naji uh, a suspect. He was there at the scene. He could be seen, he could, uh, and there, um, he could be seen, t- um, a female officer took pictures of him. And then there's a little exchange on the tape that says, so you tried to hit the phone. The deputy can be heard asking Al-Naji in the clip, to which he nods yes. And he's sitting on the curb in a pool of blood, 
while people rushed to attend to Kessler and try to save his life. He died at the hospital, actually. I have Dr. Maria with me, and she uh, picked up this this breaking news um, yes, I have... a few minutes before the show, and it uh, it's astounding if it's true. Yes, I have some disturbing breaking news. Bibi Netanyahu is asking CNN, AP, Reuters, New York Times, what is going on? There is now evidence that they had photographers embedded with Hamas. So you, we see pictures of some of those professional photographers taking pictures of the carnage, the rape of women, the murder of innocent civilians. How did they know where to be? They were embedded. Apparently, Hamas likes to use these. I've never heard of embedding reporters in a terrorist attack. Well, that's the thing. These reporters allegedly are anti-Israel, have cozied up to Hamas. And I want to know, did they know an attack was going to happen and didn't warn anybody? Because they were there from the get-go, from the first breach into Gaza. According to the article in Breitbart, it says the uh, some of the photographers, if not all of them, appeared alongside Hamas terrorists from the first moments that they broke over the border, which would get very close to suggesting that they knew about it in advance. They certainly saw it and did nothing about it. Now this isn't this is not like being embedded in the Iraq war or right. with a bunch of soldiers like we're watching you know in a movie shooting shooting shooting. This is like uh, raping women, killing children, uh, executing people, and administering the coup de gras. Uh, and they took pictures of it. How much did they know? Well, I mean the the organizations are are clearly not just left leaning. They went way over the top, heading to communism a long time ago. So let's see what happens. We'll be back in a minute. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, This is Rudy Giuliani back with you on the Rudy Giuliani Show. And, uh, you know, last night uh, I listened to, and so did Dr. Maria and uh, with a group of other people, we uh, listened to the debate and commented on it when it was going on. And, uh, I mean, a lot of people say, well, why did you listen to the debate? None of the people, I mean, I call it the single-digit debate. that's a good term. But I thought I thought a lot of things did come out that are valuable, uh, and, and we may have a little difference of opinion on this. But what, what do you what what did you think, and how do you think it affects the eventual decision the American people have to make? Because that's what's really it's supposed to help or not, right? Yeah. Interestingly, this was the third GOP debate. The first one I watched. 
And is that the same for you? First one? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I liked it. There was four on stage. Chris Christie, who I still don't know why he was there. To be, uh, of course he's bitter and Yeah, angry. and I think he's kind of in with the legacy media, right? He goes he on yeah, there and trashes Trump. You know, this is a guy that was once the leading candidate of the party. And a guy who could command a television audience. So I think they put him on on the theory that he would he would up the ratings. I think it's just the opposite. I think Republicans don't even want to look at him. And then you had Nikki Haley and uh, Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy, the kid. The kid <laughs> and then Tim Scott. Wonderful uh, man. Yeah, the I thought... And I have to uh, put out kudos to the moderators. Because it was one of these 100%. legacy media, I've seen debates with the GOP before moderated by CNN or another left-leaning, and they're nasty. And they actually lie about certain facts. I was part of facts. 11 of them. Yeah. And all they do is come after you. Yeah. It's like, uh, what, what are we doing this for? Why are we having a debate with with these people? It's just like every unfair question. Half Half of what they ask isn't true. These people were straight. To, I found them, and they asked substantive questions yes. and good. I wish they could, could conduct a presidential debate like that. They, like uh, I agree with you because normally what I saw in the past is they would avoid really the issues, right? But they went right ahead and said we have a bad issue on the border. People are coming and through. They and they would have gone with abortion right away in order to hurt the Republicans. And they put abortion at the end. Yeah. But they asked about yeah. it. As they but they should. asked about the economy, which stinks. And it, but if you ask the White House, they say Bidenomics is working. Yeah, and they don't want any conversation about, about the uh, So I, I really. I was do, impressed with them. Yes. I really let's was. Let's put it that way. So who. Let's just be. Well, get here's to the, my who, opinion. Who, who won the debate? If, such, if there is such the, a. Thing. Yeah, it's not really a winner, right? I thought they all had pretty good answers. Who gained? Uh, uh, I think that Ron DeSantis gained. He was my number one pick. Followed by Nikki Haley, and then lastly, probably Vivek. Even though I think he turned the off, uh, audience off when he mentioned Nikki Haley's daughter uses TikTok, and in that exchange, she said in the microphone, "You are scum." So there's a real hatred developing between those two. Now we, I, I've talked to many people, including you, Rudolph. We all say the same thing about Senator Scott. A beautiful human being, nice as pie, collaborative, I'm sure, with everybody. Smart. B- really smart, smart. But he doesn't project something. Something's go- lo- lacking no. there. He may right. get it. He may get it. He's young. You know, he, um, but there's just something not there. I think really the debates should be now with Haley and DeSantis. Uh, I think Vivek has earned a place in the debate. I thought he made, I, I agree with you that he made a mistake. I, I attributed to a rookie mistake. Guy's 38, it's a little young to be running for president. Uh, he wants to make that the issue that he's the youngest guy and therefore should be president. But there is something to the fact that you, uh, you know, with age comes wisdom. And I think a wiser political person would never have brought up the child. You do not. I mean, from the moment I got in politics, I think maybe Roger Ailes may have told me that, but uh, you kind of know it anyway. But uh, it is you do not attack the family, leave the, unless you got a crime family like the Bidens. I mean, you can't escape attacking that family because they're getting the bribes for, for the public official. Yeah, that's and, on a whole different level. That's Biden's fault. He's turned his family into a bunch of criminals, so they could become millionaires. But 
That was a terrible mistake. But it did wipe out an unbelievably good performance. First of all, I think he's the smartest person on the stage. Well, when he talked he's about the, He's got Ukraine, about 10 points in IQ on all of them. Uh, you know, I, I have to agree. He, he because did, He didn't do it right, though. Nikki Haley is Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. And he pointed out they're not a democracy. They're not a constitutional republic. They're corrupt. They d- they said they'll only have a fair election if the United States pays for it, right. it. And this is why he's a kid. The way he should have done it is, I uh, I I feel for the Ukrainian people as much, if not more, than you do. But I'm realistic enough, or I'm not involved in the corruption of Washington enough, not to see the fact that we're not helping the Ukrainian people by giving money to the crooks that run the government without any controls over it. Why is there any reason to believe they're not stealing the money? They're the, they're the second most corrupt country in the world by most analysis. Only one worse is China, maybe Russia. There's all kinds of rumors Zelensky has a home in Palm Zelensky, Beach worth Zelensky $25 million. Guy. I mean, I, I know he's become a hero. Oh, my God, I'm going to probably be canceled for saying this. The guy's patron is the biggest crook in, in – uh, he's the guy who launders all the money in, uh, in, in uh, Ukraine – and he was he was exiled until Zelensky got elected. The night Zelensky got elected, he got called back. I had to call off a meeting with Zelensky because I was briefed uh, due to the efforts of the president on the people that might be at the meeting who had re- who had records of involvement in organized crime that uh, would sh- knock your socks off. And uh, and the guy has the whole st- and nobody wants to face up to this. The guy's got the whole story on Biden. And he's hiding it, and he's covering it up, and he's he's got to be using it to extort him. He knows more than we know, or than I know. I don't I don't know about the FBI, but I mean, I have one hard drive. He's got everything Hunter did. I mean, they they obviously they got a file on him, just like China. And Joe directly. Yeah. I think Joe did some things directly in Ukraine. Well, and he know. Well, I'll give you an example. Nobody asked Zelensky this. How much money did your president get for fixing that case? Now, everybody knows that the president of Ukraine got bribed. For, everybody in Ukraine knows it. And they debate the amount. You know what the debate is? Between 50 and 100 million. He knows that. He's got the damn file making him the prior president of his country a massive crook. And even before this problem with Russia, he didn't do a damn thing about it. He just held it over his head. Like he's holding it over Biden's head. If he re- released his file, uh, I mean, I, I don't put anything past the crookedness of the Democrat Party. Even the Democrat Party couldn't protect Biden any longer. But he's protecting him. He knows the exact amount of the bribes. He knows, I'm sure he knows exactly where the offshore accounts are. He's got, and he, he knows about the rest of the pictures that we don't have. And if they're anything like the ones that we do have, you've got crimes there too. So he's, let's say, if you care about the people of Ukraine, if you're putting money into Ukraine, and you think it's really getting to the Ukrainian people 100%, it's just as stupid as thinking Hamas is taking it. I'm not saying they're more vicious than Hamas. They're not. Are they as crooked as Hamas? You're damn right they are. They are, they, they certainly deserve the designation as the second most crooked country in the world. And it's right at the highest levels. And Zelensky, patron, is is one of the leaders of that. And Zelensky's patron made him a multimillionaire. 
through this silly television show that he had. Yeah, I think whenever we give away taxpayer money, especially to other countries, there needs to be accountability. And why does a crook like Biden constantly avoid any accountability for the money? That, that's a giveaway immediately. So I'm not opposed to giving money to Ukraine. I just want to know what happened to the money we already gave. Well, I, want to, I, I, want to see I the books. am opposed to giving money to Ukraine because we've given enough. Well, no, I don't. Not, not sixty. Not sixty billion. Yeah. That's. I mean, that in and of itself, that's got to tell you. It doesn't smell big, right. Yeah. There's a whole yep. big chunk Something's there for, steal, right. for stealing. Yep. Yep. I mean, they're building in a margin like Hochul did with her contract for six hundred million that should have been for three hundred million because that's exactly what it was in California, and then she got a three hundred million dollar contribution from the company. Yeah. And, and, and no, no DA looks at that. It's because we live in a crooked state with a largely crooked judiciary, not crooked, politicized judiciary who won't touch Democrats. Well, I have more breaking news for you, Rudolph. Joe Manchin of West Virginia is not going to run for re-election. What does that mean to the GOP? Well, it means, it means that uh, theoretically, if the Senate remained exactly as it is, and we just replaced Manchin with a Republican. The Senate's tied. Uh, now, now a Republican was going to beat him by about 30 points. So, I mean, the guy made the right decision in stepping down. He's not crazy like Biden is. But, I mean, he would have gotten romped. Uh, and when he changed his mind and voted for the inflation bill, he kind of lost uh, that special status that he had. I, I agree with you. I even, think that even was as a hero. Even as a hero. He caved too, too many times. Uh, but let's see if we can go to some of the – let's go to um, – shall we go to – we're going to go to Andrew in Stanhope because we're doing an event this weekend called Walking Away, and it has to do with walking away from the Democratic Party, and I think Andrew wants to talk to us about that. Andrew. Yeah. Andrew, are you there? Oh, he just hung up. Oh, my goodness. Well, he, he was going to talk to us, and says here with the little – So both uh, Rudolph and I are speaking – at an oh, event called Walk Away. It's in West Palm Beach. We'll be there Friday night. Uh, but I understand Andrew and is so back is on the line. Lake. So Carrie is Carrie Lake will Lake be there. Larry Trump. Kirk, I think. Uh, Donald Trump, Jr.? Uh, I don't know about that. Oh, okay. So uh, this is a, 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 an event that celebrates uh, all the people walking away from the Democrat Party, which is substantial. Andrew, uh, how are you? Good. One of the main reasons myself and family walked away was because of Rudy Giuliani and uh, Reagan before you, because we saw the uh, success of Reagan and Giuliani, how you turned around the city. And my father was a union president for a short period of time. So he took a lot of heat supporting Reagan in the second term, but he saw the success. And and also the uh, Democrats blocked school choice. So as a kid that was dyslexic in my school, I was put in the lower level classes, which had a lot of African-American kids. And I saw how it was unfair that yep. we wouldn't get taught. They wouldn't get taught most in most classes. They just hang out and they give you a random test at the end of the semester. Wow. And then you pass miraculously <laughs> like uh, without learning anything. So I saw the Catholic terrible. schools and the private schools in Newark and how much better the black students got educated and, you know, trained they learned like values from the Catholic school. So I was against the Democrats big time because I saw how they affected the black inner city with their crime and getting the father out of the home on welfare and then blocking school choice. So it was personal to me in that regard. Very good observations, Andrew. But those, I mean, those are the, the, there's a disconnect 
on school choice. So somewhere around 65 to 70 percent of black, not of black people or black parents support school choice. Ninety percent of elected blacks are against it, particularly in Congress, because they're owned by the teachers union and because they're more interested in money than their people. Uh, but they don't make the connection when they go vote because the uh, the Democrat Party is so good at propagandizing. But they're voting against their interests. And they are, I mean, the, the strongest supporters of school choice are not white parents, they're not even Hispanic parents, they're black parents. And the strongest opponents of school choice, I shouldn't say strongest, but, you know, the Democrat Party is virtually 100% against school choice. Not because they don't, they, they think it's, uh, uh, it doesn't work. They know it works. Because the teachers union, a communist organization, owns them. And, and the teachers union does it for self-interest and also for ideological purposes. The teachers union, uh, will easily sit by and watch the deterioration of children, uh, because they want things to deteriorate so much that they get control of the children and take your children away from you. Witness the comment of McAuliffe. That, you know, you should, you as a parent should have very little to do with the education of your kid because you're not a professional educator. Well, professional educators in America, in the public school systems, have done such a terrible job, uh, nobody could do worse. Uh, I mean, we spend ridiculous amounts of money on each child. It's over $30,000 a child now in New York, and all we've seen as that money went up is that we've gone into the middle ranks now of uh, kids that read on uh, at, at uh, grade level or do math at grade level, meaning we're country number 27, country number 28, done to us by the teachers' union, and it's part of Marx's plan for us uh, to, to destroy our... our, our um, you don't have a choice but to oppose... You don't have to be a Republican, but you don't have a choice but to oppose the Democrat Party. It should dissolve and become something else. It should dissolve, actually, uh, should change its name. They want, they want all these other names changed because of slavery. Who had more to do with slavery than the Democrat Party? Absolutely. If they were honest and not hypocrites, which they proved to be during the, uh, the pandemic, they changed the name of the party. How, uh, how about Robert in Brooklyn? We, we got a second for him? He said, Hi, Rudy. Okay. Thanks for taking my call. Just want to remind everyone that we're now coming on the anniversary of Kristallnacht. It comes from the word crystal night when no, uh, sure. attack in Germany 85 years ago. And I just oh want to remind people, you know, you spoke about in the beginning of the program, the terrible increase in anti-Semitism. But I just want to remind two people, point, two points. You know, the, the, the accusation, the libel of Israel being an occupier and apartheid, oh. not only is it not true, but it's just the opposite. It's the Palestinian Authority yeah, and the And Obama says occupied. it all the time. Obama, in his, in his speech, uh, called... Uh, 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 Palestine occupied. It hasn't been occupied since 2005. And I, and he does it on purpose because he's a major anti-Semite. Well, we'll be right back with the mayor's final thoughts. And thank you very, very much, Robert, for reminding us that it's the anniversary of Kristallnacht, one of the most despicable nights or days in the history of the world. America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with the mayor's final thoughts, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers. Tunnel to Towers is the organization that's there for our uniformed service members when uh, they are seriously injured or lose their lives in the line of duty. They're there for the family. 
They uh, take care of the mortgage. They'll build smart homes for those who are catastrophically injured. But most importantly, they're there to, to show them the love and support and that they're not alone. And in a time of grief like that, nothing more important than people being there for you with practical help. They can't make the pain go away, but they can give you a, they, they can give you a shoulder to, 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 to lean on. That's what you want to do. So send in your $11 a month, t2t.org. That's t, the number 2t.org. So thank you very much, Dr. Maria, for joining us today. And I think that, you know, we've talked about many things, but I, I want, I want to back up what we were saying about Democrats and Republicans and everything else with a poll that came out uh, between the first and the third. It's the I&I tip poll. It was conducted between November 1st and November 3rd. And basically it says that an alarming 20% of Democrats support Hamas. Not the Palestinian Authority, but Hamas. That That's what killed me, Rudy. They're not saying the Palestinian people. They're saying Hamas, yeah. a known terrorist group. Yeah, recognized worldwide as a te- terrorist group, even by the EU. And So 20% support Hamas. And a disturbingly small 54% of Democrats support Israel. Now, Republicans go way down to 7% that support Hamas, and they go way up to 71% that support Israel. And then uh, independents, interestingly, are 6% who support Hamas, but they're only at 50% who support Israel. So if you're looking for the party that has the back of Israel, it is clearly the Republican Party. And I think when you look at the performance of the last group of Republican presidents, starting really with Nixon and Ronald Reagan, and it it would have been Bush uh, one, two, if it wasn't for Jim Baker, who was a just, I think... uh, I think he's one of the people responsible for the problems that we have, by the way. Clinton carried it forward, but he started it. And I'll, you know, I think I've talked about it and I can explain it to you later, but it's the negotiating with Arafat and being taken for suckers. Uh, and then, uh, Bush, uh, too, was unbelievably strong. In fact, uh, Bush, too, was often thought of as no American president had been better to Israel until Trump came along. Yeah. And Trump was over the top. I mean, Trump had like 90% approval ratings in his Oh, in God, put the, when put we the were there, embassy in Jerusalem? When we were there, we were there right after he moved the... He could have been king king, king of Israel if he wanted to be. Yeah, everybody was talking about Trump, and they loved him for finally putting an embassy there and in Jerusalem. And what guts it took to do that? What guts it took to do, to do that? And principle. Of course the capital of the Jewish people should be Jerusalem. And you should, and uh, part of the problem here is we, when they say create a moral equivalency between Hamas and Israel, you shouldn't create a moral equivalency between Hamas and anything. No, they're savages. They're yeah, worse yeah, than animals. I mean, it's, it's, the it, devil. It, it's ridiculous. And, uh, Israel is a government. It's a real government. And they're decent people with problems they have to solve. The others are. As Dr. Maria said, animals. So we'll be back uh, tomorrow, tonight. We're going to be on at 8 on uh, America's Mayor Live. and Twitter, Facebook, Rumble, and Newsmax Plus. You got it. Thank you.